Welcome back or welcome home for another episode of Addiction, Codependency, and Toxic Relationship Recovery, Jazz Hands. I am so glad that you are here because we started a new series that I am really excited about called, Is It Love? True love or is it toxic? Now, you might be watching this thinking, well, that's a dumb thing to know. Of course, you can tell if it's toxic or not. Not my people. No, my people are used to growing up in shit shows. My people grew up in dysfunction. My people grew up with things not kind of like not being normal. And so they wonder, the biggest question they have is, is this normal and and my expectations too high or is this true love or is this toxic or how toxic is this and there's always this question on a spectrum of is this okay or not and that's very common for my people so welcome and if you're not the people that i'm talking to then carry on about your way and click out and go pull my hand around here and there's plenty of other things to see but me and you are going to have a really good conversation today about is it true love or is it toxic around the the something that is like a really stupid idea. Now I've already given it away that it's going to be toxic. I shouldn't do that. I should keep you in suspense, right? But let me let the cat out of the bag. The thing I'm going to talk about today is not true love. It is toxicity. But here's why you're confused. A long time, well, maybe you're not confused, but if you are, here's why. A long time ago, a guy named Dr. John Gray made his way to Oprah's couch, okay? Who remembers this guy, this little guy, right? He's walking on the scene and everybody's eating him up with a spoon, man. They are just loving this Dr. John Gray. And he writes all the books, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And he tells these stories about how different we are as sexes, right? He, he guys has this whole analogy like Venetians speak this way and Martians talk this way. And, it, you know, if there's ever the beginning of if you make one of you want to create dissonance with people and you want to make them fight, make them pick a side of the fence, make them be opposites. Right. And that's what we we were we did when we first tried to understand each other in relationships. We made it very male and very female. You're like you're a dude or you're a chick and there's nothing in between. And this is how man acts and this is how woman acts. and This is how it's supposed to act. I mean, I could go on and on. You see, it really unnerves me a little bit. OK, but. He wrote this book and people ate it up, man, including me. I drank that Kool-Aid along with everybody else. All right. And what was the concept in there? One of the biggest analogies that took hold and took root and is still taught today. I was actually um, scrolling through uh, YouTube and one of the uh, shorts that popped up in there because I get relation, I get all kinds of stuff in there about relationships and things like that, being a relationship expert. And obviously they think that's what I want to watch because that's what I teach. And it was like, is, is he pulling away? You know, there's almost always certainly a point that a man gets to in his life where he pulls away from you. Well, where did he get that from? Well, he read Dr. John Gray back in 1956 or the 80s, same diff. And Dr. John Gray gave this analogy about a person with a rubber band, right? And here's the rubber band. And the man is the rubber band, okay, this analogy. And the man is a, like a rubber band, and he's going to pull back from you, okay? But if you have a rubber band, and you let it pull back a little bit, and you chase after it, it's not going to get very much bounce. It's not going to, you know, if you were going to hit somebody in seventh grade, you want to wind that sucker all the way back down and really get some get some air on that sucker. And then ping, it goes flying across the room and hits Brad in the forehead just where you intended. Okay. But he says, if you just pull a, ba a rubber band back a little bit, what happens if you let it go from here? It's like a dinky little ping. Okay, it's just not going to go anywhere. It's just going to ping. I wish I had a rubber band. Now I don't. I should have had one for this analogy. It's just going to ding. And 
almost wanted to stop this video and get a rubber band because this would be so good, but let's just imagine it. So his his whole thing was when a man pulls back, don't chase after him right away. Okay. Let him pull back and pull back and pull back. And the more you let a man pull back and feel the distance from you, the more he will spring back into action and want to come flying back to you and stick you right in your forehead with something. Okay. I don't know what. Hmm. We all bought into this analogy. So let's think about that. You have learned this, correct? You got on this John Gray, massive, scandalous idea. And so did I. And I'm embarrassed to say I've even taught it a time or two in my early phases of relationship coaching back in the 90s. And now I've come to a greater understanding. So I'm teaching some other things, but some people are still teaching those things. And here's why this is not true love. It's toxic. The phenomenon of pulling away and coming back to you and coming back out and going back in is, is something that is, is like a spinoff of this man pulling away and springing back. And now we've got the idea as human beings that when somebody pulls back, you just have to let them pull back. Don't chase them too much and they'll spring back to you and they'll come back to you. That behavior like looks like a Christmas tree or a symphony conductor if they were going to come out and go back in and just like a Christmas tree, we draw a very elementary Christmas tree or we could, we pretend we're conducting a symphony and our hands come out and they go back in again. This is the dynamic of a relationship like that. We start here uh, thinking we're connected. We start to pull away from each other. Then we come back together and we're always drifting away and coming back together. Now, there's an element of drifting in any certain thing in the war- in life, right? Like the, the tide comes in, the tide goes out, the, the everything sways, the moon comes in phases. That's a natural thing. But this kind of behavior of a drastic, I'm pulling away from you because I don't know how I feel about you. But if you give me enough time, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to come back to you if you just give me the space and time to do it. Now, we can get so good at this belief system around this is normal and this is what true love looks like that we learn how to play this game very well. We learn how to become an expert at the rubber band game. When he pulls away, I I let him pull away and I go out with my girlfriends and I have fun and I do I do fun things and I look really cute and I get on my social media and I wear, wear French twists and I look, maybe not you, I don't know, but I look like I'm happening and, and I'm having the time of my life. He sees the thing, he gets jealous of the thing, he immediately stalks my things, he DMs me, we're back together, hallelujah. And then the next time he gets unsure about me, I pull away, act like I'm not interested, even start to date maybe other people just to really get him pissed off and then he comes back. You, you, this could be your dynamic with anybody, male, female, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not a gender thing. It's a couple thing that we do in this partnership back together. And here's why it's toxic. These two patterns that we're doing are actually not true love. It's a pattern that two people enact called a clinger and a withholder. And these are the attachment patterns that I've come up with. I've written a book and also I created a test. You can go over to my site, HeidiRain.com and take my codependent attachment personality pattern test. It is a mouthful. Okay. But it's caps, the caps test, because we had a cap on our ability, a lid on our ability to have love in our lives with these caps. So take the test and you'll see two of the eight patterns. One's a, one, they're all codependent. One is a withholder and one is a clinger and a withholder and clinger come together. And they come together in this dance, this magical symphony of love. And the first time they come together, they don't represent as their true selves. They have masks on, right? They want to be whoever you need me to be in order to look attractive to you. So I'm going to come in with my best foot forward. Now, behind the scenes, I have as a clinger, 
severe abandonment issues. Okay. I do not want you to leave me, but I'm not going to leave with that unless I really want to hook up with a fixer or something like that. And I'm going to tell them all my problems and they're going to run to my rescue and save the day. But a clinger will likely go in looking aloof. Like, I, I don't really care. It's not that, you know, not that it's not that big of a deal. No, I know everybody needs their free time. I like my free time too. No, I, I don't need to know all these things, you know, really masking their insecurities by being overly confident and pretending that nothing bothers them. And a withholder over here will come in masking their tendency to pull away and to be avoidant. And so they'll go all in at first with the clinger. They're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all there. This is, you know, the fascinated with them. The energy's flying, the sex is happening. So all these neurotransmitters or well-being are floating around and we're like, we are in love and boom, our brain gets flooded with all these oxytocin chemicals, neurotransmitters of well-being. And what goes, what goes bye-bye when we get flooded with these hormones is common sense. Okay. That's why love is blind because we really don't see each other. Clearly we see each other as we want each other to be, but eventually about six months into most three to six months into a relationship, all of those hormones of well-being start to wear off in a relationship. And we start to do this pulling away from one another. So the symphony comes in and the symphony starts to come out. And what that is, is we start enacting our patterns and all the chemicals wear off. So now we, we probably always enacted the patterns, but when we're so bonded and we're having lots of sex and we're infatuated with each other, we, we don't see the other things that are going on in the relationship because love is blind. It blinds us with all the oxytocin and bonding hormones and everything else. They start to wear off into six months. Reality sets in. We go, well, who the hell is this, man? And this withholder's looking at the clinger and they're like, dude, you're smothering me. Like what? Hopefully this is a dude, bro, you know, hey, you're smothering me. Like you're, you, you told me when I first met you, you don't need to know all these things, but suddenly you're like, where am I going? When am I coming back? You're like, you're overstepping your boundaries. Like I'm starting to feel smothered by you. Okay. This person their underlying fear is rejection and their underlying fear is abandonment. That's irrelevant for you to know right now. But when if we work together, you need, you will know all these things about these patterns in depth. You, you We will go into every single pattern, all the criteria, and it'll change your life. You'll be able to see your pattern, other people's patterns. Go take that test. Go HeidiRain.com and take it. You can even pause, go take it and come back. But so they start to drift away and the clinger becomes nervous and anxious, right? And their and their anxious attachment with this clinger, all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, they're noticing the withholder pull away. And the clinger is and the and the withholder is noticing the clinger pull back because the clinger strategy is like, oh, well, if they pull back, let them, or let me chase after them. And if you chase after the withholder, the withholder actually feels like good because their biggest fear is rejection. So they don't want to be rejected by anybody. So that's why they pick clingers. A lot of times they're like, oh, I, I know you're never going to leave me. I'll probably leave you, but you're never going to leave me. But if they start to get a hint that a clinger will go on to somebody else and they get rejected by them, then they will come back together. And so it's usually like, what will happen is the clinger will take, will become the withholder and the withholder then will become the clinger. And then they come back together. And then they get comfortable for a while and they're like, you know, our relationship really needs to go to the next step. You know what we need to do? We need to move in. I think that's going to commit. You know, you're not really committed to me. I'm not really committed to you. It's been six months. Let's do something. Let's, let's, let's make it official. Let's go on Facebook. Let's announce it. Let's have a party. Let's tell everybody that we're a couple. And they're like, oh God. And the, the clinger's like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. I want everybody to know. And the withholder's like, oh Jesus, who's going to know? You know, 
don't want to put his options, don't want to like ruin all of his options. <laughs> and, and so, but they do that. And then as soon as they do that, the clinger gets even more obsessive. Clinger gets even more like, you know, oh my God, this per, you know, I, I want to be with this person all the time. Now they're, you know, they get even more obsessed. And the withholder feels, as you can imagine, even more smothered in this scenario. So they start to drift away, drift apart, come back and put their true natures again. They switch places, start doing this dance again. I'm feeling smothered by you. Why don't you want me? I don't want you now. Where are you going? And we, we come back together again. And it's like a year later. We're like, you know what the problem is? We haven't gotten married yet. You know, we need more of a commitment to really solidify this thing. So let's go ahead and get married. Yeah, that'll do it. So you get married and the clinger withholder, like getting married all of a sudden now they're really feeling like, oh my God, I'm, I'm now really trapped right now. I can really see all your stuff. Now you're just letting all the dogs out of the park. You know what I mean? Like everybody, you're really radically being yourself and I don't like it. Okay. And so now we're in this scenario and and we're really far apart. And we're like, you know what? We're going to have to get a divorce. We've been together for like three years or two years. And I'm going to leave you because you suck. And you're not the person I thought you were going to be. We should have kids. We should probably, you know what? That's going to connect us. That's going to bring us back together. Let's have some children. Perfect. Great idea, Susie. Love it, Eric. Let's make it happen. You have kids. You have kids. And the only people who survive children are people with a rock solid relationship. Let me tell you that right now. Kids are not a savior plan. They're a divorce plan unless you are in a good marriage to have children and don't do it. Okay. Because that's the quickest way to get a divorce is to have a child. All right. Because you really find out who each other are. You start seeing all the differences in yourself, all the parental differences, all the different things that are going on. And what happens? You end up saying, well, we can't get divorced. We have kids. We, we can't, you know, we've put too much into this thing, you know? Now we need to punish ourselves and the children. So everybody gets to be punished in this scenario. I could do this symphony dance for hours and days and weeks and months, but the truth is this, the end of the day, how do you stop that push-pull of toxicity from happening? Which, by the way, is not normal. When you are in love with somebody uh, and truly authentically in love, love is a verb. Love is not a feeling. Infatuation is a stage of a relationship, but it's not love, okay? And when somebody pulls away in a dynamic and we have this chaser and the chasey dynamic going on, you know from the rip if you have this in your dynamic at all, that it is a setup for a toxic relationship. And how you begin a relationship is how you're going and a relationship. How you start is how you finish. I, I promise you this, it's not gonna magically turn into some kind of, you know, Mozart. You know what I mean, it's not going to be like, oh man, it sounds like a cacophony, but hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I think we got something good here. No, I'm going to tell you, it's always going to sound like shit. Okay, it, I, it just, that's the truth, right? So here's what you need to know about how to really pursue then true love if that's what you really want to do. And here's what you do. At the very beginning, when you're you and they're them, you are radically transparent about who you are, but you show up into a relationship and know you're ready for one because you've already dealt with your abandonment issues and your rejection issues. You've healed the patterns of being a clinger. You know now where your codependency came from. You're able to identify your pattern, notice your behaviors, disengage from those behaviors, become a fully self-sufficient, functioning, firing on all cylinders human being that comes into another person's life and adds tremendous value and doesn't settle for anything less than what you bring, baby, right? That's that. You, you heal that. 
And then you come together. You do not get into a relationship to heal. You don't come to them to complete you. You complete me, Jerry Maguire. No, I come in. I'm whole already. You're whole already. And together we make this thing happen. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do is before you get into this thing, think about how you can remedy and rectify the ways in which you're showing up in relationships that are making you have an anxious attachment or avoidant attachment and you move towards secure attachment. You can't, you can't do that unless you understand the pond you're playing in now. Okay. Go take the assessment, the attachment personality pattern test assessment over at HeidiRain.com. Now, if you're already in something, how do you mend it? Well, you come through our course, which is codependency recovery, and you learn how to disengage from those patterns once and for all. And we find, especially couples that are committed together, that you don't need two people to change. You change and people get either on your train or off your track. But what we found is, is that when you stop living your pattern, you disable the pattern, you disable the cycle, right? When you stop getting this like two wheels on a bicycle, if you stop pedaling your half, um, the bicycle is not going to go. One wheel is not working. Okay. If one wheel has a flat, it's not going anywhere anymore. This person's not going to be able to go where they're going either. And that's that dynamic in the relationship. You're working on your cycle. And as long as you're working on your cycle, your cycle is driving their cycle, right? So that's what we do at HeidiRain.com. We break cycles. That's why we founded Cycle Breaker Nation. That is why we are so passionate about helping you identify these hidden toxic cycles of behavior and helping you break those cycles free forever for the next generation and for your own freedom, psychological, emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, financial, all the freedom that you deserve. So hopefully this has been enlightening for you today. Now, if you have that John Gray book, it I'm sure it's very, it, it's been, it's been good to you, right? It's like having that, like, you know, it's like, uh, toddler pull-ups are a great thing, right? When you wear a pull-up, that's a great thing. You're so grateful for them, but they 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 run their course, all right? Who doesn't want a toddler pull-up when you're a little kid and you're going into bed and you're like, in case I pee in my pants, you know what I mean? It's like safety net. You're like, ah, I like that a lot. It's really good. But eventually you're 16 years old wearing your, your pull-up. You've outgrown it. You've outgrown the John Gray material as well. It's time to upgrade into a more equal kind of view of humanity and not pit us against one another, male and female. All sexes are capable of acting in the same ways to each other. It's not a man versus woman type of thing. It never was and it never will be again. All right. We can learn how to balance the energies within us. And we have both of these energies within us. And it really is at the end of the day, it's about pattern, not gender. All right. And pulling away isn't a thing that men do. It's a toxic thing that people do. And people is everybody, okay? Not just men. All right, I look forward to hearing how, what you think of this little hot topic. I told you I was coming in hot today. Leave a comment down below. Let me know what you think. I was tempted to come and speak in a French accent today because I did this uh, French twist for you. Do you like it? No, n'est-ce pas? C'est très belle, no? It's like I'm trying to channel, what's her name? Nicole something from the guest ads. What's her name? Who remembers? Forget. She was something though, right? Put this hair in a twist, just feel feel something, feel some type of way. All right, I love you. Take excellent care of yourself. Let me know in the comments what you would like to talk about next or if you have more to say about this, I'd love to hear it. Share this, don't be stingy. Share it with your friends. You know this little analogy is gold, man, gold. Share it with your girlfriends who are doing this and you're like, I'll just tell them right now, hey, Cindy, hey, hey Robin, your friend sent you this video because you do this. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, Joey, 
Your body sees you, honey. Your body sees you. They sent you this video. I got you. Go over to HeidiFain.com. Let's break this pattern for good. All right. I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye.